Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ready, Set, Mindful podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Bishkay. And this week's solo episode, I'm going to be diving in, talking all things endurance race training. So whether you're a 5K runner, you're an ultra marathoner, you're a seasoned triathlete, and this episode is for you. Chances are you've gotten hung up in having some mental barriers somewhere along your journey. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today just uh, mental training and different things that can help you for along the along your journey. So we're fresh off of last week's episode with Brandon Rouse, a badass triathlete. I was lucky enough to be able to interview him and uh, do the podcast. So loved what Brandon had to say. And I came off of that episode feeling really inspired. Brandon and I have talked since then. And uh, I actually ended up signing up for the Ironman Panama City Beach um, in May, which is super exciting. And also signed up for the Clearwater Marathon festival. So I'll be doing an ultra and that's at the end of January. So felt really inspired after talking to Brandon, um, also coming off of a couple of injuries myself. I have a herniated disc and recently had surgery. Everything is all good. Um, but was laid up, you know, and, and resting and have been in recovery for a little bit, which as any athlete knows is super, can be super frustrating and will test your you know, mental fortitude and your motivation and, um, you know, confidence and all of those things. Right. Um, cause as athletes are used to kind of grinding and being in your routine and, you know, playing your sport and training, doing those things that fill you up. And so when something like that kind of happens and throws you for a loop and you're forced to rest, recover, recuperate, um, it's, yeah, it could be really challenging. So that's, that was a good time for me to kind of take a step back and to work a lot on my mental game and really get clarity around my goals and what's going to be my path laid out in the next few months. So, um, I really feel like the timing of me talking to Brandon was awesome. Um, I, and you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about in this episode that can kind of hold us back from, you know, setting certain goals or, you know, going after certain, certain goals is fear, right? We have these like limiting beliefs about our skills and our abilities and our mental capacity. And so one thing that was definitely holding me back from signing up for a race over here in Florida was the open water, (laughs) um, facet of a triathlete or of a triathlon, right? So coming from Washington state, those of you who have been following me for a little bit know I moved from Washington state to Florida and, uh, you know, so the triathlons over in Washington are in lakes and beautiful rivers. And over here in Florida, we have the lakes filled with gators and the ocean filled with, you know, sharks (laughs) and jellies, which I've heard from most Florida triathletes are, you know, it can be pretty intense for, uh, for jelly season. So the sharks people apparently aren't super worried about. It's mostly just the current and the jellies. So I've learned that, uh, my biggest fear being the sharks. And now since I've talked to so many triathletes and talked to Brandon, um, you know, it's, it's the jellies that now I'm more concerned about. So, uh, that was definitely a fear though, that I had, that I had to really face head on. I'm like, okay, am I really going to live in Florida here for a few years and not do triathlons because I'm afraid of the water? 
right? So I can't be telling my clients to face their fears head on. And, um, you know, if, if I'm not doing, doing the same, so that fear factor can definitely impact us and slow us down. You know, it can be such a deficit. So I challenge you if you're someone who has that fear of maybe signing up for that 5k, that 10k, that half, that marathon, that triathlon, whatever it is, I want you to, you know, figure out where, where that fear is, is coming from, you know, and maybe it, uh, maybe it's rational, maybe it's not, maybe it needs a little bit more clarity around it. Uh, you know, so mine definitely did. It was really helpful for me to talk about my fear with Brandon, with other triathletes, um, you know, and another big thing that's going to really help me with this fear is joining, uh, an open water group. So I found on Facebook, yes, I still use Facebook. <laughs> um, it, you know, I joined a group. Facebook is so good for groups, I think, and for, for the triathlon community in, in particular. So there's a group on there of open water seasoned triathletes who swim, you know, multiple days a week. Uh, and so I signed up for a couple of swims and I'm going to go in a group setting to kind of just rip that bandaid. And, uh, you know, the best way to kind of get over that fear is to, um, you know, talk about it, confront it, um, you know, kind of dispel some of the irrational, uh, thoughts and ideas around it. And I think there's strength in numbers uh, in open water. So obviously safety is a concern. And, um, you know, so for me being around a bunch of seasoned triathletes, you know, I, I kind of stalked their group a little bit and their, their group members look like they're badass swimmers. And so I feel pretty like they're pretty capable. I'm like, okay, well, we got, you know, a few people who look super capable, who can throw out some tips and technique, um, feedback and things like that if need be. So that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable, you know? So for me, um, kind of confronting that fear, putting myself in that position and just feeling the fear and just doing it anyway, right? Like, yes, it's going to suck. Yes. It's going to be uncomfortable. Never done that before. Um, but I'm going for it. So we can either let all of these what ifs, you know, take up space and slow us down and derail us from ever starting, or we can kind of take a, a, a good hard look at, um, you know, at some of these what ifs and these fears and decide to do it anyway. Um, and something that helps with, with that fear and kind of making it a little bit smaller is figuring out, you know, some things that can support you through the fear, right? Are you a person that it's helpful for you to write it out? Are you, um, you know, a verbal processor? Do you need to talk to somebody about it and kind of, um, try to diminish the fear a little bit that way and kind of work through it? Are you someone who works best alone or would a team, a community support system be helpful for you to work through, you know, some of these fears? So these are questions to kind of ask yourself that are, that are really important, right? So for me, these are some things that have worked for me and I really challenge and encourage my clients to do some of these things too. When we're talking about, uh, fears, right? Like, Oh, I can never do that. Like, that's just not me or, uh, that's too big. That's too far. far that's too fast. Um, you know, I'm like, okay, well, if, if that's, if that's your, your goal and some of these fears are slowing you down, let's either talk about setting a new goal 
um, a more realistic goal for you, or let's talk about this gap and like where all this fear is coming from. And then we can kind of bridge that gap so that you can kind of reach your goals if that makes sense. Right. Um, so embracing the suck is definitely a part of that, right? Cause I'm not gonna, I'm under no illusion that open water swimming is going to be my jam. There's just, um, you know, I'm just hoping to do it enough to where that fear I'll be slowly. My body's going to be conditioned to be a little bit more used to it. Right. I'm never going to be comfortable there. And I don't think you ever should be comfortable in the ocean, to be quite honest. (laughs) There's way too many things in there to worry about, but it's not letting that fear cripple you, especially in the water. Oh my goodness. Because that can be, um, you know, that can be a massive hazard, right? So just again, everyone who works with me or listens to the podcast knows how much of a fan I am of breath work. And so that's especially going to come into play, um, for, yeah, calming some of these fears, especially when it comes to open water for myself. I know I'm going to have to really pump up my breath work before I rip that bandaid and go do my first open water swim. So, um, another aspect of training that can kind of be challenging for athletes is the actual training plan, right? So it's super exciting to sign up for a race or have a race, um, you know, or competition, something that you're looking forward to. We sign up for it, pay the race entry fee or, you know, whatever it is. And then guess what? That, that adrenaline rush kind of, you know, it, it stays with you for a little bit. And then what is, what comes the next day or, you know, the next few days? Well, then it's the meat of the training, right? So we have to kind of do the work in order for the fun race to eventually happen. We have to put in a lot of hard work. So how do we kind of bridge that gap? Um, so I think that's where a lot of athletes fall off is that, you know, the, the training plan piece can be a little bit daunting or overwhelming, or maybe life happens and you miss some of your runs or your workouts. Um, and then you're not feeling like you're in the best spot mentally, um, you know, physically, emotionally. So I think something that can really, really help athletes is to keep their training plan either, you know, on the fridge or on a whiteboard or somewhere that's visible. So that you have that accountability that's laid out in front of you. Uh, maybe you tell somebody about it uh, and then that can be kind of an extra layer of accountability as well. Um, for some people, it's just paying that race entry fee. They're like, all right, paid that I'm too cheap to not do the race. And, uh, you know, and that's enough for, for them. Uh, for me, it's helpful to, yes, you pay, you pay the race entry fee and that's a, you know, financial investment for sure. But then also it's super helpful to have that, uh, training plan somewhere visible so that you can, you know, just keep yourself accountable that way. And there's a lot of mixed data on what works the best for athletes, but ultimately it's you decide what works best for you, right? So plan for life to sometimes happen, uh, to be flexible. You know, maybe you're not sticking to your training plan um, to a T completely and just know yourself. And if you're someone that can kind of play around with the, okay, I'm, I'm not doing some miles here. I'm going to do, I'm going to make those up on this day and that's okay. Um, then for sure, go for that, be flexible, plan for life to happen. Um, you know, if, if that works for you, but still stay committed to, to your goal and know that the more you stick to your training plan, um, 
you know, the more confidence you're going to have, right. The, the more, um, the more training that you stack, uh, consistently, right. Like that builds confidence. Um, and so that's really, really important to build the training, to build good quality training, um, days, weeks on end so that you have that, uh, to fall back on, right. When your emotional brain maybe starts to take over and these seeds of doubt are planted and your abilities and how strong of a, an athlete you are and how capable you are, you have all of these reference points of, um, you know, runs and workouts and mobility sessions that you put in. So when things get tough, you can kind of look back on that and that's going to, that's going to allow you to have some confidence as well. So again, if you're somebody that can be flex and you allow yourself to kind of veer off your training plan because things get in the way and, um, you know, life happens, go for that. Um, for me personally, right? Like, and I don't have kids yet. And so I I don't, you know, I, I don't have those things that get in the way, but I like to have a very specific plan. And if I say I'm going to run, you know, four miles today, then I'm going to run four miles today and keep to my word, because I know that that, um, allows me to have more confidence where even if I allow things to get in the way and I still stick Maybe I sacrifice other things and compromise other things in my day and still make that four miles happen. I know that uh, on race day, like I'm going to be proud of myself for sticking to that commitment. And I'm going to have a lot of reference points of uh, opportunities that I had to bail out and I didn't, right? Like that says something. And so I encourage you, uh, if you are someone that sometimes bails on training or bails on Miles, um, for whatever reason, we're masters of making up lots of excuses. All of us have really, really good excuses why we don't get our runs and our training in, right? But imagine if you could compromise something else, um, you know, hopefully not sleep or nutrition, but maybe the amount of work that you're putting in through the day or asking your partner to kind of um, help out a little bit more so you can go get these miles in and they're supportive of your goal, then yeah, I really encourage people to do the hard thing and stay committed and follow through with your word. Cause you know that, um, by the time it comes for you to kind of reach your goal and it comes race day, you're going to be proud of yourself. You're going to be really, really grateful that you put in the work. Other training tips that I personally believe go hand in hand, I'll say hand in hand in hand, cause they're three things. <laughs> um, but three, three training tips that I think are so, so important, right? Um, knowing the difference between hurt and injury, right? Like listening to your body and paying attention to what's, you know, what's discomfort, what can I push through and what is a legitimate injury or has the potential to become a serious injury. So I really, really challenge you to, um, you know, do a body scan meditation, maybe before, uh, bed every night or when you wake up in the morning, just a quick, um, you know, five minute body scan, just kind of see what, what part of your body is, is speaking to you or like screaming at you and pay attention to those things, right? Like really, really get in tune with your body. What can I push through? Um, and what do I really need to pay attention to and prioritize so that I don't, uh, let, a potentially, you know, serious injury happen. Cause that is devastating. I've had that happen before, um, when doing another marathon training cycle and it just sucks when you put in so much time, 
I was on like week 12 of training and, you know, had an Achilles issue pop up and it just really sucks when you've gone through all the hard work, right? And then right at the tail end, you're just uh, sidelined and it's, it's a bummer. So the things that really help with that um, for training for endurance athletes, um, especially is, you know, listening to your body, um, you know, prioritizing your sleep, uh, you know, the sleep is when our bodies recover. Um, it's when our muscles are able to recover. All the magic happens when we're able to sleep and when we get quality sleep. So that's super, super important. So, um, if you want to stave off injury throughout a training cycle, um, you know, and really put yourself in the best position to reach your goals, then sleep, prioritizing sleep is, is really, really important, right? Another thing to stave off injury and to ensure that you're putting yourself in a good spot is just to properly fuel. I can't tell you how many athletes I talk to and work with who under fuel and it just really, man, it's just, it blindsides them because they're not sure where this injury comes from or why their pace is slowed down or why certain things have come up or they feel you know, lack of energy, motivation, brain fog, all those things. And then you kind of get into it a little bit deeper and we figure out that they're really underfueled. So paying attention to like, yeah, what you're eating throughout the day, is that enough for you? Does that feel good to your body? Do you feel like you have energy, mental clarity, right? So just asking yourself some of those questions that can really, really be helpful as well. Um, and then mobility, like I can't say that enough and I'm definitely one to, talk that talk and I have a hard time walking that walk myself. That's why I force myself to go to, you know, I go to physical therapy twice a week. That's my definite accountability that like it's getting done at physical therapy. And then outside of that, um, you know, I really try to do my mobility at least one extra day outside of that. So I know I'm getting three days of all of my really good mobility exercises, especially, you know, I have a herniated disc in my L5 S1. And so lots of like clams and fire hydrants and side planks and all that isolated, um, you know, the isolated glute work, all that fun stuff. Um, so lots of bands, lots of rolling out stem ice, all that fun stuff. So you'll be again, proud of yourself when it comes, you know, comes time to show up to the race, knowing that you've put all of that extra, you know, effort, energy into your mobility training, like all those little things really do stack up and give you that confidence that, you know, you're, you're going to have a little extra spring in your step. You're going to look back and be really, really proud of yourself for putting in that time. It's not the sexiest thing, um, to spend time on, but it is like, as far as an ROI as an athlete, man, the mobility, uh, you know, that, that really does pay off long-term and you'll notice it not with what you're getting maybe, right? Like maybe you'll feel, uh, stronger, more stable, obviously. Yes. Uh, if you're doing mobility work, but guess what you're not getting when you're putting in all that extra time, right? Injuries. So, um, it's worth it. I promise you. And I speak from experience, um, you know, from, from someone who's had, you know, surgery struggles and, um, not done rehab properly and reaped the the terrible consequences of having to have a repeat surgery done. Um, you know, rehab works. It's PT works. It's super important. So get connected with some someone that you feel good about who can support you, 
I have an excellent PT team here in Tampa, Competitive Edge. They are amazing and they have helped me so much with my mobility and with my back strength and core strength and all of that good stuff. So if you're in Tampa, highly, highly recommend Brock, Nikki, um, and the team at the South Tampa location, especially. So shout out to them. Um, so those are some things that can really, really help. Um, you know, another, another training tip, if you're someone that's really struggling getting out of bed in the morning and the morning is when you have time to, uh, you know, get your workouts in, um, you know, a mantra can be super helpful. So something to maybe put on your phone. If you're someone that wakes up to your phone, uh, alarm, first of all, setting your phone far away from your bed, highly recommend that. So you have to get up to turn it off. Um, we have like an old school alarm clock in our room, so we don't have our phones in our room. Um, but we have an old school alarm clock, so we have to physically get up to turn that off. So that helps just to get your body moving. And then if you make that like little micro step, you know, your brain can either say, you know, let's go back to bed. It's so comfortable. Or you have your rational brain that can turn on and say, oh, I'm already up. Like might as well, right? Might as well just get my coffee brewing and get my butt out the door. So a mantra in the morning can be helpful can be helpful, right? Like something like, um, I'm capable, I'm strong enough to do this. Uh, I can pride, maybe someone's name that inspires you. Um, so yeah, whatever that is, again, if you have your phone, you can also put like that mantra, like on your phone, that can be your, your morning wake up call. So really the biggest, um, endurance race, like, you know, or race training tips, in general is just figuring out your, your why your why has to be strong enough. Right. And that will get you up in the morning. That will help get you up in the morning. That will help sustain you throughout your training cycle. So really just questioning yourself and the reason why you're wanting to do, um, you know, this race or this competition or whatever it is, um, is this something that I just want recognition for? Do I just want to post about it? Do I want to prove something to myself? Do I want my partner to be proud of me? Do I want to set a good example for my kids? Do I just want to feel more fit and healthy and strong, right? Like whatever your reasons are, um, they have to be good enough and you have to feel, I mean, good enough, um, in the sense that you feel connected to them, right? Cause if you don't feel connected to them, you're not, you're not going to have a big investment, right? So, um, that's super, super important. So when you're in a training lull, you know, just remind yourself of that, why of your, why, and just of that feeling you want to have at the end of the race, right? For me, um, you know, when I'm struggling to get out of bed or my back is hurting, or I don't want to do my mobility, I just close my eyes, right? And I try to tap into my breath and I try to tap into that feeling that I want to have at the end of the race, that pride, that accomplishment, that joy, um, just seeing the community and feeling all those good vibes. Like that's what all the hard work is for, for me, right? Seeing how far I can push myself mentally. That's, that's my why, right? So I challenge you and encourage you to find yours. So hopefully you took some good tips from this episode. If you feel like you learned something, you have a tip you want to pass on, make sure to share this episode with a friend and like, or subscribe if you are getting something out of this podcast episode. So 
I am looking forward to our next episode. I will see you guys Thank then. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Ready Set Mindful podcast. Make sure to join us next week as we have another episode for you. If you haven't checked out readysetmindful.com, make sure to check out our free mental toolkit to optimize your performance. And if you're not following us on social, make sure you do that. We're on Facebook, Ready Set Mindful, and Instagram at Ready Set Mindful. Make sure to leave us a review if you liked what you heard. We will catch you on the next episode.